Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Visual Domain. Visual Domain works with the leading brands as their partner in production, as Australia's largest in-house production team. Visual Domain delivers first-class, personalised service all under the one roof. Visual Domain have worked with Australian leading brands and companies including Seek, NAB, Jetstar, Carlton United Brewery, Bupa, Football Australia, Myob and Deliveroo. For more information, head to www.visualdomain.com.au. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real life lessons and people doing cool shit. Guys, what is up? Happy Wednesday. Welcome to another episode of Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. It is Tully and Sarah this week, and thank God you're back. I was on my lonesome last week, and I was... Very uncomfortable. I felt naked, but you're back. I've got my girl back. I did listen to that episode. If you guys have been listening to the podcast, you know that I went to Los Angeles last week. It actually feels like I was there like three weeks ago. It was very quick, four-day trip in and out. And I did listen to your episode with Alex Pike. I was on the treadmill and I was listening and it was very good. Thank you. I did ramble on at the start a little bit. <laughs> you, like I, the intro, I was like, it was really good, but the intro was very long. I just gave the people what they wanted, an update on my life. <laughs> but it was a good episode. I bloody love Alex Pike. I feel like she gives value to um, our podcast. A hundred percent. And I thought it was really good insight into what's on the horizon for us. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like before we dive into this episode, um, we'll just give you a little bit of a life update. What day is it today? Tuesday. It's very sunny. No, it's, it's Wednesday. It's My bad. It's Wednesday. Um, it's very sunny in Melbourne today, which I'm not mad about. And it's spring tomorrow. Yep. That means got to get the abs out soon. <laughs> I feel like the um, once the spring hits, like even, I don't know about you, but this morning I was driving past the town and it's like just this different energy. I'm like, thank goodness that is back. I've eaten fish for the last three nights, fish and steamed vegetables. I was like, Sarah? Shred life. Shred. Shred life. She's for, back. For summer, but um, all in healthy moderation. That's it. Go like out that. go out this weekend, have a nice meal, have a few drinks with my friends. I feel like alcohol is what fucks you up. Yep. Yeah. I feel like because you're pretty healthy in general, I yep. would say. I feel like alcohol is the devil. And I love a drink. Yeah. So maybe just pull back from the drinks. <laughs> oh, as if <laughs> Let, that's going to happen. And then we'll see the summer bod. But no, I was in LA for four days last week. I flew the Saturday night, came back, flew, I uh, left LA Wednesday night, flew back into Melbourne Friday morning. Gee whiz, it was quick and I'm so exhausted. How um, how was it? Because last week I did tell everyone that you called me at 4 a.m. Yeah. one day. So um, I, um, Sarah and I, and I have, before I even met Sarah, I lived there for a little while doing my Bikram yoga course. So I've been to LA, like hand on high, it's probably like second home. Like I feel so comfortable there. But I actually haven't travelled alone to LA since 2011 and I was in like a, a Bikram yoga bubble and I had friends and 
Um, I probably wasn't such an anxious person back then, but this trip, like it was amazing. Like I was so grateful to be there. Like when I landed, I was like, wow. Um, but I was like an anxious wreck the whole time. I don't know why I was on edge. I think it's because I was alone and there's been all those stories. And even though we were there in May, you know, when you hear all these stories, like I've got a couple of friends that live there. Someone jumped in her car when she was sitting in the car, like you got to watch your handbags and stuff. And when we were there in May and I was with you, I think I was too comfortable because I had you. But because I was by myself, I was like, I was on edge, like locking the door as soon as I got in the car, like Anyway, but other than that, it was amazing. I had to drive by myself for like this ridiculous drive that should have only taken 50 minutes and it took two and a half hours in peak hour traffic. Um, And at one stage I had to get off a freeway at downtown and get on the 405 South. And I literally, I'm not even joking, I had to go over seven lanes in 20 metres to get onto the next freeway. And I was like, you know, when you're like hanging on so tight to the steering wheel, I, when I got to the hotel, I had like cramps because I did not let go of the steering wheel. I was like the whole time, I just want to get to the destination. And it was on the map for 60 minutes. It was red. Mm. There was, it was bumper to bumper from Mulholland Drive, like, sorry, from Studio City Freeway to well past downtown on the 405, red bumper to bumper. It was, and I didn't <laughs> This is so bad. I didn't have the radio on. I didn't have a podcast on. I was sitting in silence because I was scared if I touched the podcast or the radio, the map would turn off. And of course, I'm by myself. So if the map turns off, I'm fucked. So I was sitting in silence. It was a nightmare. I got to um, I got to the hotel to meet one of the girls who was working for us, and she's like, "You look like a nervous wreck." I'm like, "Then why?" Because I was just so anxious. No, okay. So I had two coffees that day. And I, in America, I have four shots for each coffee. So I had eight shots of caffeine. My heart was already pounding. So my anxiety was already peaking. And then put yourself in that situation. I was fucked. It was, it was so bad. And then I got there and because I got there, I was supposed to get there at 5 PM, but I was waiting for DHL samples. It didn't arrive at the house I stay at until 5.20. So I'm leaving at like peak hour. Like every time someone asks me, what time did you leave? And I told them, they're like, no, you don't leave. I'm like, had no choice. I had to leave at that time. Um, And by the time I got to where the trade show was, set up was between 5 and 8 p.m. And I wanted to get there at 5, but obviously waiting for DHL, I didn't get there. I was like, okay, it's fine. I'll get there at like 6.30. And every time I was in the car, the map kept going up in time. So when I left, it was an hour and 13 minutes. I'm like, oh, that's fine, whatever. I get to the traffic. It goes up an hour and 40 minutes. I'm like, why does it keep going up? It's supposed to go down. And the girl, Britt, who was working for us, she kept messaging me and saying her time kept going up as well. And I was like, okay, that makes you feel fine. But um, And then I got to the trade show. I got to the hotel at like 10 past 7. I had to check in quickly, then run to the expo thing and set everything up. I couldn't set up everything in time because they were turning the lights off. So then the next morning I had to get up at, I got up at 5.30 to do a quick workout because I was already super anxious. I'm like, I need to let off some steam. And then I went down at seven when it opened to finish setting up. And then that day was very long. It was 7 a.m. until 6 p.m. Um, <laughs> it was wild. That was a really long story. I know. It was re- no, that's <laughs> what I mean. It was really like no, so I was anxious as fuck. I can tell from that, that oh, story how heart's pounding. even now reliving it, the anxiety. Um, no, so 
my intro was not long compared to oh, that no, story. I we're already in the podcast. <laughs> yes, we are. No, because actually, guys, sorry, today you've got me and Sarah, so there's actually no intro. It's just us sharing um, stories like that, and we're going to dive into what the subject of the podcast is. But before I go go any further, I said this to someone the other day. It was so funny. At one point when I was driving, I was so anxious and so angry. I was actually pissed off at you. <laughs> no, because, <laughs> because you weren't there. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, if Sarah was here, like I was actually angry at you. And then I like, forgot about it. No, because even before you left, I, um, I phoned you and I sent you a really nice message and you were really pissed off. And I was even telling the girls this the other day. And I was like, are you all right? Like, I wrote you a really nice message. You're like, I'm just really pissed off at you. Like, <laughs> and I am. Why? Because it was actually, I don't know if you understand, it was a lot. Like, I had to literally, like, I had to, like, four days. I was on the plane for 28 plus hours. It was a lot. A hundred percent. And I was, like, so pissed off that you couldn't come. So I was like, it was annoying. And I said thank you for doing it. No, I was I here. Know. I was here taking one for the team as well. I know, but you also went on a plane for fucking fifteen hours. <laughs> so it was just like it was a lot, and yeah. I was just like in the car at one stage when the traffic. I was just so pissed off. And but I went in waves. I was that pissed off, but then I was like so grateful to have the opportunity to get out of Australia. So I was going through these waves of like emotions. That's all you've wanted for the last two years. No, I know, and that's why I said I was going through waves of emotions. But it was very, very exhausting, and just like the whole trip, nothing went right. Like at all, like just like. But do you think eats orders? And I know why. Because you were in that in, energy. Yeah, I was in such a weird headspace that shit just kept like my Uber eats order. I ordered. So when I got to the hotel, I was so hungry because all I had since 11 a.m. was that other second coffee. So you can imagine my heart rate and, like, my adrenals starving. Mm. And all I, I went on Uber Eats. I saw this beautiful sushi restaurant, had, like, crunchy rice with tuna, which is one of Sarah and I's favourite, like, things. I, I don't feel like Australia just doesn't do it. So no. when you're in America, you always get it. Ordered that, ordered, like, Dragon Roll, ordered all this amazing sushi. I was, like, oh, so excited for that. I'll have it, sit down, watch Netflix. I'm like tracking the guy. I see he's close. I go down to the lobby and then all of a sudden it says order completed. I'm like, wait, what? Like order completed. I'm like, go to the reception. I'm like, hey, did Uber Eats get to it? No. I'm like, okay, I'll go to the valet boys. I'm like, hey, did Uber Eats? And mind you, I'm in the Huntington Beach. I've got a partner, but holy shit, the, ba- the valet boys were like young surfy guys. They were so good looking. And they're like, no. And then another guy's like, I like the way you do your makeup. And I'm like, oh my God, fuck, this guy's trying to hit on me. All I want is my food. And they're like, no, and I'm like, what the hell? Anyway, it turns out that Uber ended up calling me. They're like, oh, your Uber driver accidentally pressed complete of the order. He's lost your address. I was like, okay, so I'm giving him the hotel address and the hotel number. And then I waited down the lobby for 20 minutes and then he didn't come. I think he ate my food. I was so pissed off. Then I had to order room service. The next day I ordered one of my favorite smoothies from Earth Bar and Sarah and I always add cacao. Sarah and I are like creatures of habit and we're very similar in taste, like just things that we like. So you'll understand how devastating this was. Ordered this muscle up smoothie from, smoothie from Earth Bar. But what makes that smoothie amazing is the cacao nibs, like crunchy cacao nibs, like cookies and cream yeah. thick shake. Added the cacao nibs. Uber Eats got um, Brit, who was working for us, to go pick it up from Equinox because it was next door to the hotel. Anyway, picks it up, brings it up, open it, and I look at it and I'm like, the little speckly bits aren't in the smoothie. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? They forgot the cacao nibs. I look at the receipt, has added cacao nibs. I'm like, have a sip. I'm like, there's no cacao nibs. Are you kidding? 
Um, that went wrong. And then at the airport, when I was on the phone to you, I went to, I really felt like a green tea, like a Starbucks yeah. green tea. So I ordered a, just before I got on the plane to like, for my stomach, ordered a hot green tea, um, ordered it. And then they said, oh, Telly. And I was like, oh, like Telly. I'm like, I'm like, hi, sorry, which one's mine? And they're like, oh, this one. I was like, great. Had my name on it, T-E-L-L-Y. And then I was talking to you, so I had it. And then obviously I thought it was going to be hot, so I didn't sip any of it. Walked all the way to my gate. And then they say, oh, your gate's changed. So I had to, when I was on the phone to you, I had to move to another gate. Move to the other gate, then finally have a sip. And I'm like, what is that? It was like thick and warm. And then I looked on the thing. It was a matcha tea latte. And I was mm. like, are you kidding me? So that was like another thing that went wrong. But overall, it was a, it was a good trip. It was a big learning curve. and um, That's all you yeah, can ask for. Exactly. You did so, cry to me on the phone at the airport and I was just I like, I was geez. so tired. <laughs> no, like I was exhausted. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, like so tired. Because the trade show was like 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Like sitting at those things, like interacting with, it's exhausting. Do you know one thing I, um, while you were away, Obviously, I got that 4 a.m. phone call and I was working out with the girls that morning and they're like, geez, you look tired. I was like, oh, yeah, Tal called me at 4 a.m. this mm-hmm. morning. They're like, why did you answer? I was like. Oh, you didn't though. Initially, I didn't, oh. but I heard it vibrating. Then I yeah. sent you a message. I was like, are you okay? And then you called me back. Mm. And they're like, no, just don't answer. And in my head, I was like, do you know what? How good is it you can phone a friend at 4 a.m. in the morning and know that they will answer and know that you're okay? Yeah, I disagree with them because I – maybe because they've got husbands. I don't know. But I just think like – but then why have people in your emergencies if you're not going to answer But that's it. I said, well, every one of my friends that are my people, I said, you're all in my favourites. I sleep with my phone on do not disturb, but if you call me, it will come through yeah. because I, I'm like, if you fought phone at 4 a.m. in the morning, something's wrong. Yeah. And also, like, if you did that to me, you would expect me to answer. A hundred percent. So I'm like, I'm grateful you did answer because I was actually stuck. This kid was, like, harassing me and you you might not think it was, like, anything, but he was kind of freaky. It was actually weird. And he, I was... Again, I parked away from the flea market and I was so proud of myself for walking from where I parked the car down to the flea market because LA is really fucked at the moment. As much as last time we said it's fine, didn't, sorry, I just knocked the microphone. As much as we said previously LA is fine and stuff, it's pretty fucked up. Like mm-hmm. there are a lot of people homeless. There's a lot of people on drugs and you just have to be very wary. And I parked a little bit away from the flea market and I did have one of my Prada bags as well. I don't know, just things that like you don't really think about here. You have to actually think about in America. Yeah. And I walked all the way to the flea market. I was meeting our friend Lola Berry at the flea market and I got inside the flea market. I was like, oh, I'm so proud of myself. I like walked that far, like by myself. I parked the car, all that stuff, like just little stressful things that are not stressful here, like um, driving outside the road, all those things. Went there. And then this guy like comes up. When I say he comes up behind me, he comes like I could feel his like I could feel him. Could and, feel his breath on your neck. Yeah, no shit. I could <laughs> feel it. And he was behind me and I was writing a message. I thought he was looking at what I was sending. And I was like, that's so weird. I turn around. He's like right in my face. He's like, hi. And I'm like, hi. Like I just didn't want to not be rude in case he was some psycho, like gonna kill me if I was rude to him. I'm like, hi. He's like, how are you? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. 
I'm backing away like slowly because I'm like, this guy's so weird. And then he's like, um, oh, he's like, why, why are you alone? No, he's like, what's your name? And I was like, Carly, like I just lied. And he's like, oh, and then comes closer to me and like right up in my face. He's like, why are you alone? And I'm like, oh, this is weird. He's like, you're so beautiful, but why are you alone? And I'm like, oh, no, 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 I'm meeting a friend. I'm meeting a friend. Like this is when I started getting a bit weirded out. I'm like, no, 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 I'm meeting a friend. And then he kept like, I kept walking away, but he kept following me. Mm. And he's like, but you're so beautiful. Why are you alone? I'm like, I'm not alone. I'm meeting a friend. Like, in order, like just, and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, I've got to call someone. I'm calling, and then he's still like on the other side of me trying to talk to me, and I don't know what he was saying because I was like so like freaked out and lol, my free my internet connection wasn't going through on my phone because I don't know what it is. It was happening when we were there in May. Yeah, but internet goes in and out. It's really frustrating. Yeah. you pay for international roaming and you get three G. <laughs> That's why I didn't use anything in the car because I was scared the maps was going to disconnect. And um, I couldn't get onto Lola because it wouldn't ring on the Instagram thing and I didn't know her American number. And then I was like, I just need to talk to someone. So that's why I called you. Um, I actually, to be fair, if I hadn't known what time it was, I probably wouldn't have called, but I didn't know what time it was because I felt like I'd been up forever. Yeah. Um, and then obviously you didn't answer and then he just kept following me and I was like and he kept saying all this stuff and then I was like fuck this I'm going into the flea market um and then I messaged Lola finally I was like hey babe I'm getting like harassed by this kid I've just gone a kid he was like 18 I'm like I've just gone into the flea market waiting for you and he was standing at the thing watching me and I was like what the hell like to see if I was with someone and anyway it was quite scary and then I saw Lola and she goes oh mate Shit like that happens to me every day. Like she was telling me a story. She has um, uh, what's that? That spray? Uh, pep- spray. Yeah. She has that in her handbag. I'm like, Man, Jesus. I'm- yeah. So that's why I was on edge, and that was the first day, and then I was just like always very wary of what was happening. It's funny you say about anxiety and being there because yesterday when we were working, I said to you, oh, that I've came across this interesting snippet of, from a podcast about anxiety, in, especially in Gen Z people. Yeah. And I played it for you and this lady was talking about do we have like an anxiety problem or what is it? And she described it as that they've, what was it, like they've been given everything and there's a lack of resilience. They do resilience, yeah, because she said it was a black ordering a pizza. Yeah. So you always know when things are going to arrive. Yeah. Things are always so attainable for you. So when something doesn't go wrong and that creates anxiety, yeah. you don't have that resilience built Which back up. makes sense yeah. because it's so right. Like you can track your Uber Eats order. You can track all your postal things. Like all these things are like so So the resilience. Accessible. Like and when you don't have control or you don't know, that's when the anxiety builds up. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so all the all these tech companies that are building all these things that are making our lives easier, they're also creating anxiety mm. for when things don't go right. Mm. So true. Yeah. So true. It's wild. But um. Yeah, so if you was... didn't have access to all the news of what's been happening in LA, do you think you'd be? No. Exactly. You wouldn't nah. be as anxious. No, nah, I would have been like, yeah, okay, heard stories from friends and stuff. Yeah. But, like I'd be fine. And I think another reason why I was super like anxious is I listened to that bloody podcast. Not bloody. It was actually amazing. Um, Laura Henshaw um, and Steph Clesmith's podcast, Keep It Cleaner. Yep. I think Steph might have been sick and Laura was interviewing one of the girls from Francesca Jewelry. Yes. Um, about one of her buying trips in Hong Kong and 
um, just about like human trafficking and stuff and like an incident that they had together when they were traveling. I'd also listened to that a week before I went away. So I don't think that helped. I think it was like in my brain. But um, yeah. And you you sent that to me and I, I had been through a similar yeah. experience with human trafficking, like child trafficking. Do you reckon you'd ever talk about that on the podcast? Um, it's actually been coming up a lot for me lately, like yeah, yeah. me doing work on myself and uh-huh. – um yeah like I was talking do you want me to talk about it I don't know know. maybe maybe this podcast can be about travel and experiences it was going to be about business but I don't know I feel like if it's something if we're talking about it's relative to what I was talking yeah um it's definitely affected my relationship with men definitely okay well if you're opening this box yeah and you feel comfortable um So when I was 13 years old, my family and I were on a trip to Malaysia. Mm -hmm. I can't remember where we, maybe Penang. Mm -hmm. And so I was sharing a room and we're traveling with friends, like a group of family, and we always travel together and we'd been out to the markets. I was sharing a bedroom with my brother, Mark, my mum and my stepdad had another room and I'd had enough of the night markets. So my dad my stepdad and I walked back to the resort and I could see this like guy following me and then I went up to my room my stepdad went to his room and the guy came out on our level and then he was knocking on my door like trying to get he watched he followed you from the market to the hotel and watched came up the elevator yeah and um he was trying to get into my room and then he was calling my room and then next minute again he was knocking on my door trying to get in my room. I was looking at my people and he was like, just let me in, just let me in. And I, to Sorry, be honest. What, was he a local? He, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And to be honest, I have blacked a lot of it out. Yeah. Um, But what ended up happening was he tried to get into my room from another balcony. Uh-huh. So I had to jump from my balcony across a couple of balconies to get to my parents' room to get to my stepdad. Yeah. And so that all happened. And then so my stepdad was like, we have to call security, all that. And we did all that. What eventuated was that I had to go through like all the police and interviews mm. and all that. Which and is so, not nice, especially no, in the country. No, and it turned out that he was a Malay with an Arab passport and they're like most likely he's a sex trafficker for kids. Oh. And so it was a lot, it, like it was a lot for me. Like I still get a little bit anxious talking about it. But they blamed me because they said that I must have given him the wrong impression, like smiled at him or something in the lobby. Uh-huh. And so from then on, I was talking about this with a, my friend Liana the other day, and you might notice it now. You might say, like, I am flirtatious with people. You're very friendly. Like yeah. I could see how, and I've said this to you a million times, I can see how men think that you might be interested because you are super friendly, which is not a bad quality. But that's only with people if I know. If you will see now that I say this because I do do it. If I'm walking down the street and I make eye contact with a guy, I look away straight away. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I could understand why. So going back to 
the hotel experience. I'm getting all sweaty. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Going back to the hotel experience. Yep. Was that guy staying at the hotel? Yes. Oh, wow. Yep, yep. So then um, they moved our rooms. He was. Oh, my God, I would have wanted to fly home yeah, immediately. Yeah, and we did. I'm pretty sure we did come home earlier, but me being me, I just tried to, like, move on from it, didn't really. And my parents never spoke about anything like that. And then a month or two later, and I was saying to this to mum the other day because obviously I've been talking about it more and how it's affected me as a person, and I was at school and I just broke down Mm. and I went to the psychologist at school and they must have phoned mum and then mum picked me up and, of course, like you, I just swept things under the rug Mm. and mum was like, oh, I've been waiting for you to break. Oh, really? (laughs) And I was just like, well, that's cool, like. Have, do you feel like that you probably need to revisit it now as an adult? A hundred percent. And I also think it has, um, to be honest, for a long time, um, affected the way that I view sex and sexuality. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because they were saying like, I was so desirable and things Mm. like that and that's why the guy was after me. So I've always tried to steer away from that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I don't know, I I think I've mentioned to you Mm. a while ago that that's one event that I think really affected um, me as a person. Oh, 100%. That's like frightening. And my my relationships with guys. Yeah, 100%. Like if that didn't affect you in any way, then you're invincible (laughs) and no one's invincible. Sorry, interrupting this week's episode with a little bit about this week's sponsor. Visual Domain do what no other corporate video production company can. The team create compelling content at scale for Australian brands and we're talking over 10,000 videos per year. From dedicated animation studio through to TV advertisements and your social media content needs, Visual Domain has you covered. If you want to find out more, head to www.visualdomain.com.au. But I still have a lot of work to do because I'm still really... Well, the fact um, that it's making you feeling uneasy now, yeah. it's obviously like something you need to revisit. Yeah. And they do say like, you know, there's things that have happened, you know, in our, in my life or whatever that you have dealt with, but it's going to come back up. Yeah. Like I don't think you ever actually deal with something no, 100%. I don't think I have dealt with it to no. be honest. And the fact that like it's coming up more and more for you, it's probably something you definitely need to revisit. And maybe that – it may be – that incident does have something to do. I know lately we've been talking about like walls and relationships and stuff uh, like that. Then th- maybe that has something to do with, um, you know, maybe the men you're attracting or the mm-hmm. way you go into a relationship or the way that you don't go in a relationship and that's you're ex- avoidant. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. Because I avoid a kind of. You've got a pattern. Yeah. Um. You've got a pattern, and I've said this to you before, where you always go back to guys that are familiar with you or from mm-hmm. your past. I hate meeting new and, people. And exactly right. That's probably got to do, I mean, I'm not a psychologist. I have no idea. But I'm just saying maybe that's a pattern. Because remember I said to you, ages mm. ago, you've got this pattern of going back to men from your past. Yeah. Maybe that is something you're too scared to allow someone else to come 100%. Into it's uncomfortable. It's exactly yeah. what we are talking about before. Yeah. It's uncomfortable and scary mm. and also like, 
they're strangers. Yeah. Which exactly what that guy was. He was a stranger, so he's probably fucked up. And that's the thing. It's just like, oh, every time I fucking meet a new person, it's like, oh, I have to go through my accident with them. I have to go through this Mm. with them. And it's just like it's fucking a lot. It is a lot. And then I think that's why it is easier to go back to people because they already know me. Yeah. Exactly, but I feel like it's a pattern. Unpack this with your therapist, but like, because like I said, I'm not a therapist yeah. at all. But I feel like the more that we're talking about it, and the more that I know you, I'm like, it's obviously got to mm. do with. I mean, this could be other things, but it's, I just feel, that's scary. I just feel really uncomfortable when a guy looks at me. To be honest, yeah. Well, if you had that experience, I would too. Yeah, because you're all probably thinking like, what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's terrifying. It's very similar to that episode that I was just talking about. The guy that was the incident they had, they were, he was like a Russian sex trafficker or something. And I, I think I spoke to the, to you after I, and that's why another reason why, sorry, Sarah didn't want to listen to the podcast. So I was like, and then I remembered and I'm like stupid by me. I was like, oh yeah, don't listen to it. Mm. Um, but the statistics in human trafficking in Asia is absolutely wild and it doesn't get spoken about enough. Not that we can really do anything, but I feel like maybe. I think I'm really ignorant to it. Like I wouldn't know how much it goes on. Oh, I can't remember what the statistics were, but the girl, because the Francesco Jewelry, she actually has a charity where money goes to um, some charity Char- about yeah. human trafficking and stuff. But the statistics, like when I listened to it, I freaked myself out mm. and I was so shocked all these people that go missing a year. But we were speaking to a guy about it, I think, and he was like, um, you're silly if you don't think that happens here. I'm like, what? Oh, no, it was Damien, my partner. Oh. He was like, he's like, how many people go missing a day in Australia? And I was like, yeah, but like, and he's like, it happens in Australia as well. Wow. I was like, and it really shook me. I was mind blown. But I feel like, okay, there's probably not much we can do, mm. um, but one thing you can do is just be, again, what I was like in LA, you just have to be so aware of your surroundings, who you're with, what you're drinking, because it happens a lot in bars. They drug you. And that's what was happening to the girl. Um, it was some drug. I think it's in movies as well. They put it in a drink and you don't wake up for like two days. So you wow. forget like everything. Um, I don't know what the drug's called, but like it's pretty crazy. Mm. I don't know. We're all, yeah. we're all a little bit messed up, aren't we? A little bit. <laughs> but um, I would actually love to hear from you guys as well um, and send us a DM or whatever if you guys have any travel stories because mm. I actually find travel, not your travel story, um, and we've got a couple of travel stories whenever we go to LA that are like, but just even like just a travel story, like it'd be kind of cool to hear. One like if you're in LA and then you end up, like one time we're in LA and we end up at Justin Bieber's house for like this party of random, like just stories like that that are like fun and exciting because I feel like when you're away, you are so comfortable and you just do stuff. You're you probably, a different person when you're away. You probably wouldn't do if you were back at home. Like, like some of the stuff I've done when I've been away in Thailand and stuff like that, whoa, like it, why? I would never do it here. It's like when um, 
I remember one time I was in Barcelona and I ended up going out with my waiter who didn't speak English. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we, and we had to have another waitress translate our whole conversation. Yeah, but like you just, are you carefree and you just. Like, I was like to my brother, oh, I met the, like a really nice guy. We went around on his Vespa last night. I was like, his name's Jesus. <laughs> Mark's like, his name's Jesus, you dickhead. <laughs> oh my God, that's actually hilarious. But that was very funny. Yeah. Um, I were on the. Like I said before, the original topic we're going to talk about is no time for that. But I want to know if you've got any recommendations this week. Any shows, books, movies? Um, what have I been doing this week? To be honest, I've been working a lot. What have I watched? Oh, we, we went, went to the movies. Yes. We- I was got off the plane on Friday morning and we went to the movies. And um, Rosal was like, you know what, let's take this afternoon off. And I was like. I was already taking the day off anyway. (laughs) I was like, you know what, I've had a really good week. Why not? Like go to the movies with the girls, have a glass of wine. And so we went and saw where the crow dogs, crow dogs? Crow lie? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. It's a book. Yeah, it's a book and we couldn't be bothered reading the book. So we were like, let's go see the movie. Went to Cinema Nova in Carlton. Which is amazing. Like my favourite movie theater yeah. in melbourne and um it was good like the last 15 minutes were great yeah it's actually i wasn't really looking forward to it because i'd read reviews that it wasn't that good but after watching it i actually really enjoyed it. i thought it was, it was a good movie mm-hmm. um the ending i was like what the hell mm-hmm. um great ending yep great ending yeah the book i don't know if i, I don't think i've no. read the book it was very like i don't like the fact that she lived out in that thing on the wall. The like, swamp. Yeah, I just, I wouldn't have got into it. But seeing it visually, I was like, oh, that's fine. But it was a good story. Yeah, I, to be honest, I literally haven't been watching anything. Uh, I can't believe she, I, oh, I can't say it in case people haven't seen it. Nah. But the ending, I'm like. Yeah, because even at the end, Rosa was like, huh? I was like, come I'm on. Like, she, like, I yeah, was like, come uh, on. She, and she's like, oh, I was like, no, because she said. Yeah. Ah, but yeah, it was a great film. Love that. What else has been I've happening? I've been watching Staircase oh, on yeah? Binge. I binged that on the aeroplane because it was 60 minutes. So each episode, I liked that. Yeah? Yeah. That Anything else? Oh, What's been going on for you as, like, we just spoke a little bit about me. I've been really intrinsic as a person lately. Mm-hmm. What's been going on for you? Um, sorry, just one second before I answer that. I started watching Selling OC. I don't like it. Oh, I watched it. I just have it on the background. Yeah, same. I just didn't. It's not as good as Selling Sunset. Um, what's going on with me? Well, obviously went did that work trip, came back, um, and just trying to catch up on work. My boyfriend's also moved in. Yes, so I was like, what else is happening, Tully? <laughs> so on the weekend, we went furniture shopping because um, my partner moved into my apartment. Can I have a question? What time? At what stage do you call someone a partner? Oh, I don't know. I just always, sometimes I say boyfriend and I'm like, am I too old to say boyfriend? Nah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I just like. Do you think you are? Nah, I was just like, do you just say boyfriend when you're like in your 20s, like in your early 20s? I don't know. I thought partner was like de facto. Oh, I don't know. Sometimes I say partner. Sometimes I say boyfriend. I don't Mm. know. Um, anyway, my boyfriend <laughs> moved in on the weekend. This so, is the first time you've ever lived with a boy, isn't it? Yeah, I've lived, like, I haven't really lived with many people in my life, so it's been an adjustment and it's weird because at the moment we're getting rid of old furniture, getting new furniture, so it's, like, a mess. And you know what I'm like? I'm, like, a clean freak. Like, I vacuum every day, hate clutter, hate mess. 
So at the moment, we're currently sitting on a mattress on the floor because mm-hmm. we're getting a new couch delivered this week. And like his shit's all over the floor in the spare room because I need to buy some more drawers. So it's just like it's a mess at the moment and it's killing me. But I'm like it's temporary. Next week it'll be gone. What's been the hardest? Well, it's only hasn't even been a week. What's do you think will be the hardest adjustment living with someone? Um, maybe his dog. Yeah. Not him as a person because it's fine. Like he was. Oh fuck! I keep um, knocking the microphone. Um. I not him as a person because I've he's kind of been staying here all the time anyway, so it kind of feels normal and same. But maybe just like having a dog, like a dog's a lot. Like they're very needy, shits outside all the time. Like I have to pick up shit all the time. So I feel like I mean it's fine. It's just having a dog. I've never had. A, I grew up. We never had dogs inside. So for me, it's very weird. My mum was always against having dogs inside um, mm-hmm. or animals inside in general, and we always had animals, but they were just always outside dogs or cats so for me that's like the weirdest adjustment yeah it's fine she's like very like she's not messy she doesn't stink which is fine um but we just ordered an ivory cow so <laughs> <laughs> I said to Damien she's not, she's not she's really good if you tell her not to get up on something like she's not allowed on my bed and she doesn't get on the bed so she'll learn not to but I've got this um I don't know if you saw that I bought that Mexican rug blanket thing mm-hmm. at the market the flea market because I was going to use it as a rug but I think I'm going to put it on the couch on the ottoman oh, yep. so she can only sit on the ottoman on top of that um so that'll be interesting I have a question because we both listened to a podcast this week yeah Jay Shetty's one about the love languages and a really good episode really and good it was so funny because we're literally just talking about love languages when you picked me up yes from the airport. yep and what he was saying it really hit with me it's like you can completely love, love, love someone, but mm-hmm. if they're not being loved in the way they need to be loved, they can feel very unloved. Yep. So, and in that episode, he suggested that you go away and do your love language test. And he's like, do it with your friends so they know how to be loved. Do it with your family. He's like, I do it for my like employees because I want to show them that I yep. love them. Which I think is great. Yep. I I knew what my love language was, but I did the test last mm. night. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to see. It might yeah, yeah. And I was just thinking, I wonder if you know Damien's. We've spoken about this. So when we first started like dating, we I asked him like, because I'm into all this stuff, and I was like, what's your love language? And I had to give him like all the categories, and his is. Um, but is think- it? Because this is what Jay Shetty said to do he's like write down what you think it is Mm. then do the test maybe I'll do the test with him but I I've done the test a few times Mm. for myself um Damien's would be like affection and acts of service Mm. yeah which is funny because my what I like to receive is words of affirmation Mm -hmm. and acts of service Mm-hmm. So see, access service is my number one thing too. Really, yep. I, words of hence I picked you up from the airport. Yeah, I know. Oh. Um, but I would say after knowing, like you know, Damien, his would definitely one of his would definitely be acts of service as well. Um, but yeah, that's definitely mine. I don't know what it is. Words of affirmation. I think it goes back to my childhood of um, feeling that 
to get accepted by my parents and stuff. Like I just, the way You that, needed the reinforcement that yeah, you're doing a good yeah, job. Yeah. So I feel like that's just obviously ingrained in me and then exactly what you're saying before. It's like, um, yeah. You can feel very unloved. Yeah. If you're not being loved in the way you want to be loved. Exactly. Yeah. Or I just, or if and that's, I. And that's what he was saying. He's like, find out your kids' love languages because you will save them a lot of like. Oh, yeah, true. A tr- I'm going to use this, the big T word, even though it's might not be applied to trauma mm-hmm. in the years to come. Yeah. If you love them how they want to be loved. Yeah, so true. And even like sometimes like uh, if I'm not, maybe like words of affirmation hasn't happened from who, like him in like a few days or something and I start getting in my head and I'm like, I know this is not true, but this is how fucked my brain can be sometimes. Like we're all fucked. But I'm like, oh, my God, he doesn't like me seeing someone else doing this. Oh, my God. No, but like that's what. Still. No, 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 but sometimes this is how. But that's because I'm obviously not receiving how I like like to be loved. Yeah. And then I'll like go in this overdrive of stressing and then next minute he'll like say something. I'm like, oh, phew. Mm. But that's how wild my brain is. Mm. Like um, so that that podcast made so much sense. Mm. Yeah. I think it would be a great thing to do as a couple. Yeah, 100%. I feel like, yeah, I'll write, like, I'm pretty sure, like, I know what it is, but it'd be interesting to see when he does I was test. actually surprised by mine because affection was my last one and I'm an extremely affectionate person. Yeah. But I. But maybe you don't feel like love, you don't have to be, lo- like, your love isn't like someone. Because they, I think affection came so naturally to my family growing yeah. up, like, always hugging, always that, that I don't need it to feel loved. Yeah funny that mine's not affection I think is about my third mm. um because in a relationship I am quite affectionate to the point where Damien's like can you just get the fuck off me like <laughs> give me space and I was like sorry fuck you needy aren't you <laughs> then- yeah I am but like so is the dog so like, <laughs> poor bloody Damien I know seriously he said that the other day he's like with you and then her <laughs> I don't have any space when does he get a break well he works like all I day. wouldn't have thought you would have been a needy girlfriend not needy, like I don't need like gifts. I don't need you to make me dinners. I don't need that. that just like affection, like I'm like quite affectionate. See, maybe affection might be your first one then for you to feel loved. I've done I've done the test a few times. It's not. Wow. Yeah. Maybe you're just all, all maybe of them fucked. <laughs> wow. Who knows, but maybe, yeah. Well, that's exciting. You've- yeah, so that's my only news really. Yeah. Just that. Moving in, dying for a bloody holiday. Summer's coming. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Um, yeah, nothing. I'm just enjoying, like, you know, when you go on a bit of a roll with your life, like you enjoy waking. Not that I'd never not enjoy waking up, but, like, I'm, like, maybe You're because happy. I haven't been, maybe because I haven't been in a routine for, like, a week because I was away, but I actually really like my routine. But then I know some days I need to break my routine, but um, I don't know, just fine. Happy. Battery levels at ninety five. We love that. Yeah, you're content. Yeah, I think so. Do we have any other updates of you lulling your love life? Uh, well, I don't know. Ask me a question and I'll answer it. I don't know what. Well, I don't know <laughs> what's the update. Um, I went to say his nationality then. Um. I don't know what other nickname. I can't call him that other nickname. So just don't even name him. Okay, he he's he's good. Mm-hmm. He's um 
still around. Okay. We love to say this in this podcast. Why I don't are you not shy? I don't know. Like, okay, okay, we won't talk about that. But no, we can. You can ask me questions. I, I'm being um, more open. And we were on yeah. the phone this morning, and you're like, we're talking about stepping out of your comfort zones, and I feel like at the moment in my life, in many many areas, work, relationships, friendships. I'm really stepping out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. to grow more because I'm way too comfortable in the life that I'm living at the moment. Like it's not that it's easy, but in what it's way? Familiar, it's familiar. What, yeah, okay. In what way do you want to like step out of your comfort zone though? Like example? Well, like me traditionally with dating, like I would see a guy that would – like me and then as soon as they like me I'm like oh no like on to the next yeah and this time and I I've been reflective on that it's like why why won't I let someone in like obviously I like them Mm -hmm. in some way to get to know them Mm -hmm. go out with them and so I instead of running away now I'm leaning into Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. so um and I don't know like just friendships and being more honest and vulnerable like I I think it's just being comfortable with who I am like I really not that I don't care what people think of me I shouldn't say that because you should always care like you don't want to be an asshole to Mm. people but I'm so confident in who I am as a person that I'm just being more a risk taker vulnerable Yeah. yeah leaning in yeah as our friend would say, lean in. Yeah. And I feel like, and exactly what I was, I was having the conversation with Sarah, I'm like the more that you lean into situations and the more that you make yourself uncomfortable, the more good things come 100%. into your life. And it's so true. Yeah. Um, in anything, and we were talking about before about like money, all that kind of stuff. It's like if you think of money as energy, mm-hmm. it, it's going to come into your life. It's just like allowing yourself to open yourself up to that, uh, not thing, but like, that opportunity. And I don't know how woo-woo you want to get, but like I was listening to a podcast and it was all about how conditioned our minds are from our first seven years of life. So Mm -hmm. if you feel like that money's always going to be a struggle and all that, that's how you will live Mm. subconsciously through your your whole life. Unless you analyse, you're like, oh, my God, that's why I think like that and reprogram your life. Yeah. So it's really interesting. I don't know. I'm just... As you can probably tell, just doing a lot of um, work on myself. Amazing. We love that. Yep. Also, guys, this will just move on to the next topic. But also this month in Melbourne, September, we have Telly Lou, our brand. We have oh, a pop yes. shop. So we are going to Nidri. Um, if you've always wanted to try on some Telly leggings, some crops, we are going to be there for one month. Um at Toga Boutique in Nidri. Such, Sarah and I were having this discussion. It is such a beautiful boutique. One of my, I would Aesthetically, say. Aesthetically, products. One of the most beautiful boutiques in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, staff are amazing. So we are popping up there of the month of September. If you want to head down, we will be there. Oh, we physically won't be there every day, but we will be hopping down there um, during the week. 
and you can try some stuff on and make some purchases. That's it. And they've got some really cool brands in there. They do. We have a wedding in October and I've already chosen what dress I'm getting and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go support a local business and I'm going to buy it from there. We love that. Yep. Female-led business. We mm-hmm. love that. So that's another exciting news for you guys for the month of September. Yes. Anything else? No, I think we're good to wrap up. Okay. Yes. Well, I hope you have a beautiful week. I will. And if you guys are in Melbourne, head down to Toga and maybe you might see Sarah and I. And go Richmond and go Dees. Yes. Especially Dees because I'm going Friday night (laughs) and I go for Melbourne. But, yeah, hope you guys have a beautiful weekend. You just pulled the mic, so I'm sorry. I'm just (laughs) – no – we had the mic sitting on the floor, so I turned Tully's volume really up oh, loud. No. And Matt, the editor, is going to be like, Tully is distorted and it's because because she's picked up her mic. I'm sorry, but it was really uncomfortable on the floor. It's hurting my back. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Matt. Sorry, guys, if that's distorted. But we love you and we will see you next week. Ciao. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.